What's up, everyone, and welcome to Making the Shift. We're an SLP couple from California with three boys and a passion for finding better ways to support autistic kids. I'm Chris. You might know me as Speech Dude. I'm a neurodivergent high school SLP and the creator of the dynamic assessment of social-emotional learning, and I specialize in crafting neurodiversity-affirming IEPs through my online course. And I'm Jesse, a sensory integration trained SLP, owner of a top rated clinic in Los Angeles, and the creator of the Inside Out Sensory Communication Programs for Parents and Therapists. Join us weekly to learn neurodiversity affirming ways to support social emotional development and regulation in autistic kids. Are you ready to make the shift? Let's do it. What's up, everyone? We are joining you live from New York. No, actually, two things there that weren't true. The first thing is, is I'm not in New York. I'm in California. We've experienced a lot of rain here this year. The second thing is, is this is a solo show. Jesse's not with me. So when I said we're, it's me, myself, and I. This is going to be a fun episode. There's going to be a lot of gold in this episode. Now, recently, we had St. Patrick's Day. And for those of you that might have celebrated that day, you know that St. Patrick's Day is one of those holidays where you try to find where the leprechaun's at, where the rainbow's at, and get to the end so you can get the pot of gold, right? Now, I didn't find the pot of gold, so it looks like I'm not retiring. However, if you didn't get the pot of gold either, that's okay, because guess what? This live show here is going to be providing you with all sorts of gold nuggets. You're just going to love it. I'm taking uh, several concepts and I'm shortening them down into a short episode with just great stuff. We're going to keep it upbeat. We're going to keep it fun and we're going to keep it valuable. I promise you're going to love this one. So, you know, uh, with that being said, before we dive right in, I want to say that, um, You know, we had the baby fairly recently, so I have a one-month-old baby. Little Teddy G has been doing great. Uh, For those of you that are asking how um, the delivery went and the follow-up, you know, it was actually my back still feeling pretty good. My body's feeling all right. Uh, You know, so I I made it through. (laughs) Jessie's doing fine. She's great. Baby's great. Um, We're working on the new sleep schedule, so... Um, which which basically means there isn't one. <laughs> That's how that goes. Um, so we, uh, I what I wanted to do for this episode is I really wanted to talk about um, some concepts that we've known over the years, some key things that we've heard, what they mean, kind of uh, talk about the history of them and uh, what we need to know. You know, in, in April, there's this big uh, thing that's a push you know, across the globe about autism awareness, autism acceptance. And I wanted to talk about the two differences there, um, kind of where we were at historically and where we want to go when we move forward and just provide information and knowledge. That's what it's all about. So let's start off with the autism awareness campaign. Where did that start from? Where where was the drive for autism awareness, and what was it all about? Now, I started in public education as a teacher, a former special ed teacher, now a speech pathologist. Now, we would get these big campaigns that were um, all about autism awareness, right? It was like 
here you go. Make sure that you put this bumper sticker, autism awareness. Uh, and, you know, it was like a, a puzzle piece, light it up blue, things like that. So awareness um, basically comes from the idea of the existence of autism, right? It was like saying, hey, autism is a thing and I want you to be aware of it. And the thing that people, the criticism with just awareness is that it would focus on the negative aspects of autism and it would frame the language around autism in a negative way. It was all deficits-based, based on the medical model type language, right? So it's been going on since the, the early 60s. And so when it was about um, autism awareness, it was basically saying, hey, we're going to be aware. Now there's all these deficits um, with autistic people. Why don't we push for campaigning and promoting awareness of autism so we can get funding to try to find a cure? So we can get funding to try to create therapy to fix people. And the belief behind that was that autism was a problem that needed to be solved. It was like as if it was a, as if autistic people were a burden to society. So the whole campaign has been based on a negative viewpoint of autism. So what it did was it exacerbated the stigma. It excluded people. It definitely didn't drive towards inclusion inclusion right it didn't embrace neurodiversity matter of fact it did the opposite because it took all the funding to say hey we need to find a cure for people who aren't broken right so that's a really important thing to know as we from here and years to follow identify and recognize that autism awareness comes historically from um a standpoint that is not neurodiversity affirming. It doesn't support or embrace neurodiversity, right? Um, and so uh, we then shift to autism acceptance. That's where we're at. Now, I really want you to think about this for anybody, whatever uh, diversity there is. When someone is not accepted for who they were born to be, or accepted on anything, right? They start to feel and internalize like, well, I'm not accepted. There must be something wrong with me. And over time, that creates mental health, right? If you're constantly feeling like people are trying to fix you and that you're broken, that you're a problem to be solved, of course, that's going to create mental health. So when people are born autistic, they're not born with mental health. A toxic society is what creates that, right? So that's why acceptance is so important. It's saying, hey, look, I'm accepting your differences. I'm accepting your strengths. I'm accepting your abilities. We're going to identify that, the talents that all come with being neurodivergent. But also we understand that there, with that comes a lot of challenges. And so we want to provide an inclusive society where if you do have challenges, we can have access to supports and services and people understanding and accept accepting that others respond to sensory input differently, that others' perspective take in a different way and problem-solve in a different way and socialize in a different way. Acceptance, what does that do to somebody? When you feel accepted and when you feel valued, you feel empowered. You really are empowered. And when you're empowered, you start to gain confidence. You start to build self-esteem. Think about it. When you were 
growing up in elementary, middle, or high school, and the teacher said, all right, everybody, I want you to get into groups, you know, go find a partner. And you had that initial feeling of, I don't know anybody in this class. I'm a transfer student. I'm a new student. I don't know anybody here. And you start to get nervous. And then you start to feel like you're not being accepted into certain groups. And imagine that feeling that you had and how over time that continues to happen. Now it's going to make you not feel confident in situations. When you don't feel confident, when you don't have that self-esteem, you reframe or you're reluctant on wanting to advocate for needs because you've already felt like that was taken away from you. So when we accept people for their differences, we empower them, we build confidence and self-esteem. And by doing that, that increases one's ability to want to self-advocate for themselves. The other thing about that is, is when you feel confident and when you start to build self-esteem and you start to advocate for needs, you also advocate for discrimination rights, right? Because the autism awareness standpoint was very discriminatory towards those, towards autistic, towards the autistic community, right? Think about it. All that did was, was stigmatize autism. It was like, okay, we're aware and then there was this bad stigma. Acceptance reduces the stigma. So it's very important that we are at least aware of these types of things so we can support the autistic community and we can support and embrace neurodiversity altogether. It's really, really important. Um, when you empower autistic lives, they people can live a fulfilling life. They can live a harmonious life. Isn't that what it's about? Isn't that what we want in society? We don't want a toxic society saying, hey, you can't be who you were born to be. We want a society that says, hey, be who you want to be. I'm going to support you. We're going to promote inclusion. We're going to embrace neurodiversity. And we're going to make sure that we do our best as a society to reduce the amount of anxiety and the amount of stress and the amount of mental health that arrive that that arises um, with individuals. So really um, important that we're shifting from not awareness over to acceptance so we can provide a more accepting and inclusive society. That's huge. That's huge. That's what schools should be doing, promoting that acceptance. How do we create and remove, how do we create inclusion and how do we remove barriers so everybody can be part of society? That's where it's at, baby. So Let's talk about two more things, and then, um, and I think that you're going to really find some value in at least understanding this too. Now, around this time of year, every year, we get flyers in the mailbox at work. We see it on, uh, we see it out in the community. The puzzle piece symbol, you know, the autism puzzle piece symbol. So that was originally created by the National Autistic Society. Um, referred to as the NAS in the UK back in 1963. Back when the Beatles were singing, I want to hold your hand, you know? And so a long time ago, yeah, but they, uh, the Beatles wanted to hold people's hands, but society just making awareness weren't wanting to hold the hands of autistic people at the time, right? We're getting away from that. We're going towards acceptance. So the puzzle piece over the years, got connected into the awareness. The idea perpetuated um, the idea that autism was a puzzle that needed to be solved or that needed to be fixed. That's where that came from. Autism was a puzzle that needed to be solved or needed to be fixed. 
what that did and what that currently does, that that autism puzzle piece, it reinforces negative stereotypes. And what it does is it suggests that people need a cure or that people need to be fixed. And we already know that type of belief only makes things worse. It only makes things more harmful to society. We can't be living in a society like that, man. No. Crossing that one out. So if you have a bumper sticker that is uh, an autism puzzle piece, don't feel shame. Don't feel guilt. You're learning new things. All you have to do is get a blow dryer and um, you can heat up the sticker and it'll peel off really easily. Now, I get it. Some of those out there might have a tattoo of an autism puzzle piece. And we, I like to stick with the Ross Green concept. You know, his whole thing is kids do well when they, when they can. Humans, humans do well when they can. We do the best we can as individuals with the knowledge that we have. So at the time, if we were supportive of the puzzle piece, that's because we were, we were trying to do our best with what we got. So I really want to extend that message because I know sometimes it's like, oh, dang, I didn't know that. This is, but don't, don't feel bad about it. We're just learning. This is what I want to do is just provide some, some, some of that gold that I got in the pot at the end of the, the rainbow from St. Patrick's Day. The leprechaun left it there for me to give to you. Um, the puzzle piece is associated with an organization called Autism Speaks. Now, Autism Speaks gets a lot of criticism because it sends stigmatizing messages and it has been criticized for its lack of inclusiveness and its lack of inclusion with autistic people. No autistic voices, no autistic input, and uses a large amount of money. And now I don't know specifics, but there used to be a more than 50% of the funding that they would get to try to find a cure, right? So now you know the history um, with that. So what do we use now instead of the puzzle piece? The infinity symbol. So you guys, um, for those of you that don't know, kind of like an eight that's laying on its side, um, taking a nap. It's the infinity symbol. The infinity symbol represents the infinite possibilities and strengths of autistic individuals. What that does is it creates a, a positive message and it empowers people. It's an empowering symbol. So um, you're going to see two of them. One of them is going to be rainbow colored, and that represents neurodiversity altogether. It includes anybody that's neurodivergent. So that can be any, so bipolar, um, dyslexia, ADHD, Tourette's, Down syndrome, autism. Um, and then if you see one that is gold, that's the one that's specific to um, the autistic community. The reason is, is because on the periodic table of elements, the symbol for gold is AU. Oh, the more you know. So, so that's where that um, symbol comes from. Last but not least, um, every year, April 2nd is lighted up blue. Not a good day. But let me tell you why. So, lighted up blue's campaign promoted by Autism Speaks. It's where they take buildings and landmarks and they just light everything up blue. And it's to try to bring awareness, World Autism Awareness Day. But we already just talked about that earlier in the show of why we're trying to move away from awareness because it drives this thought that there needs to be a cure or that people 
need to be fixed or that they're broken. And it's just really, really harmful. Um, it doesn't do anybody any justice. Um, that's not to take away that there are people that have more extensive needs and require more supports. And in that situation, we say, yeah, you know what? I'm going to accept we're accepting of who you are and I'm going to provide the right services. I'm going to do, we're going to do as a society our best to meet the unmet needs. So everybody can live a harmonious life. The lighted up blue um, symbol. uh, The other thing that it gets criticized for is that it lights up blue. What does blue represent? The idea that it's associated with boys, right? And what that does is it reinforces gender stereotypes. So we are not going to light it up blue. We're going to burn it down red. No. <laughs> so I just wanted you to know if you see the lighted up blue symbols and stuff, or if you've like really promoted blue because of autism and that connection, the autistic community really is trying to make the shift. And as a society together, we need to do our best to embrace and support neurodiversity these are some things that we can um, consider around this time of the year. This episode has some great value and insight. Now, what I'd like you to do is if you have colleagues or there are people that you know that can benefit from this episode, please share it. And the other thing I would really encourage you to do, because it really helps um, our podcast, is to rate the show. Um you know, in a positive light, if possible, five star. Now, if it's uh, if you're thinking that you you're like, no, I don't really like it, then the name of the podcast is the Joe Rogan Show. No, <laughs> but you know, we it really helps us out. It gets our uh, it gets our episodes out there so others can learn and embrace neurodiversity, and it really helps us out. So that is what I've got for you for this week's episode. I hope that you found some value in it. I encourage you to keep an eye out for an upcoming parent course that I'm doing for IEPs. You can find out the link um, in my bio and I'll be putting it on the website speechdude.com or on Instagram, TikTok at speechdude. Again, yeah, we would appreciate any kind of uh, feedback um, and, and ratings. Share this episode. I appreciate your time and I want you to have a legendary rest of your evening. Until next time, my friend, Speech Dude, out. If you enjoyed today's episode, hit subscribe, write a review, or share it with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.